waking up this morning and wanting to feel, I don't know, just a little bit better about things, I put on a, a shirt, like a, I was say a shirt for the first time in a long time, <laughs> a button up for the first time in months. Because mm-hmm. typically when I do anything, it's like you're getting at best jeans and then a t-shirt and then Crocs and then I, that's just my look. Wow. <clears throat> They're just going to be seeing that on the runways next year. Um, today I'm wearing a pair of very soft leggings. I think they might be fleece lined that my friend gave Ooh, me. Nice. Um, she has a matching pair. And, um, and then as you mentioned, yes, I'm wearing my, my fierce red lipstick. Um, and one of my favorite pairs of earrings. So it's like, you know what, Laurel, it's a day that's just all about you. Just your favorite things. And then I've worked <laughs> for nine hours. <laughs> Yeah, I took the day off, so, yeah, I mean, so, not so like anybody was... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, not like... Because the reason I wear that totally toned-down look is, like, first of all, what I do. But second of all, like, I barely ever have any Zoom meetings with anybody. But mm. I don't know. This for, might be my thing now. For me, it wasn't, it's not about Zoom meetings. It's not like I have meetings every day. It's that I get in the mental space of, like, I am doing work. I'm not in, like, lounge-about clothes, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that was part of it too, is I did like, like now I'm like just dressing as if I were to go somewhere made me feel a little bit, put a little bit more of a zip in my step. Mm-hmm. A little, little, <laughs> little pep in your step. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that is, um, that is what is happening. Um, how is, <laughs> if we feel, if we have like a weird energy about us, folks, we are recording this the day after the election. Uh, and th- as, as many of you probably know, things are a little odd. It's a little strange, but <laughs> there might be some pauses where we're just like, we just want to take a big sigh. Yeah. See what's going on. So, yeah. I mean, also by the time y'all are listening to this, most likely a decision has been reached. So, um, you right. Know. But yeah, I think, I think they'll understand. Oh, right, exactly. So, so I'm saying like, like Harken yeah. back to how you felt on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but um, um, do we want to just dive into some Frasier? <laughs> I don't think I don't think we talked in like a month. Um, how was y'all's Halloween? Because I feel like y'all did a whole thing at your house with like a, a PVC pipe and a candy. We had shoot. A, a yes, we had a candy shoot. Uh, it was very well received. Um, the only problem we had was with ba- little mini bags of M and M's. Oh, would those get like stuck? Those, yeah, it wasn't. It, it, they just don't have enough weight to pull them down. Like we did, like boxes, of, little boxes of nerds and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and that stuff was fine. But the M and M's just got about halfway down and just stopped. Mm-hmm. So we ended up we ended up having to take all those out. So now we have all these peanut and regular M and M's. When when ju- when should I come over and grab a bunch? You could, if you want to, you can also grab your Christmas present we've had since uh, Christmas in twenty. You mean the calendar you bought me for twenty twenty? <laughs> There's other stuff in there. Um, oh, okay. Well. Yeah, it's not just the no the calendar we can just throw away. Yeah. But like the other day we were down in uh, Austin after we voted because um, Home Slice was giving away free uh-huh. uh, slices if you've got uh, if you vote it had I voted stickers. Which next year I'm just buying buying a roll of I voted stickers and just driving around town, um, whether I voted or no because like there's so, so much stuff. Well, I, a lot of places I, I, were like I, I put it on my phone, so I would always have it on oh, me. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Everybody seemed to be like, "Yeah, you can put it on our thing." And I'm like, "Well, no, then I can't use it for the nine other things that people." And I said next year, you know what I mean, in 2 years. Yeah. Um, but we had all of your stuff by the door and we were in the car eating the uh pizza when Tara went, "We left Laurel's stuff again." <laughs> So she's like, she's never getting her Christmas present. I'm like, let's just give it to her this year and see if she notices. She forgets. You, you, you know, you could do this newfangled thing called the mail and mail it to me. Yeah, but it's enough stuff that it's not like it's it's. Gosh, it's, guys, oh, I, by I, now I feel it's like y'all like really spoiling me last Christmas. I just. Well, I think it's uh, it's also partly on principle at this point, where it's like, no, we will not be we will not be outdone by forgetting. Um, did you do anything for Halloween? Nothing as extravagant as you. I mean, I lived in an apartment building, and I I believe there are zero children. Actually, I think I tell you, I think there's one like tween that lives on my hallway. But um, I was in Houston, and um, some friends of friends um, have a live in a neighborhood that's really popular for trick or treating. So they did this whole setup in their front yard where they would see a group approaching. They kind of count how many kids there were, and then they had little little bag little baggies of candy, and they put those out on this decorated mm. table, and then they would go to another part of their yard and sit back down and like drink and 
Um, a lot of people did that. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, had- <clears throat> feel like there were lots of those kind of like neighborhoods kind of socially distanced things. Some people I know, I, I don't know how I don't have kids. I don't know how, how I would feel about this, but some people I know, like let their kids do stuff with their classmates because they're like, they spend the whole day around each other. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a lot of, I think our neighborhood did try a lot of different creative stuff where some people had like things hanging from trees and you could go over and pull them down mm-hmm. or things like that. And one, well, this, this new neighbors we have across the street from us did, you can take one piece of candy from this, or you can try and score a, 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 a toss of, uh, cornhole and if you do we'll come bring you three pieces of candy so it's interesting to see everyone kind of you know take a creative step um we also dressed up tara was uh mad madam mim and i was uh merlin but after we got back from bermuda from the sword and the stone oh okay so um we can't, that was a lot of fun i and a couple of people knew who tara was which make always makes her excited <laughs> Um, I, I did not really do a costume. I, I should say Leah, who I was visiting, and I had a few like costumes in our back pocket that were pretty easy because we, we were going to a few different places on Halloween. So we were like, we don't necessarily want to be like in costumes the whole time. And um, uh, we didn't end up not needing any of those. But for a Zoom call last week, I was an Iron Chef. So I wore an apron and stuck the the periodic symbol for iron on me and like held up a whisk oh, and a okay, knife. Okay. Um, I thought you just halfway through the meeting, you just bit into a pepper. <laughs> no, no. But um, anyway, they, they voted and they were like, this is the best costume on here. And I was like, oh, nice. I, I was like, are you, are you kidding guys? I printed out. They're like, Laurel, you printed yeah. something out. Like you did so much more than any of us. I saw someone who like, they printed out a big thing for pumpkin spice and just wore it. And I was like, what are you just pumpkin spice? And she's like, I'm a spice girl. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I've seen that as like good group costumes where you all wear like a different spice label, like paprika, cumin. Yeah, I it was it was funny. I, it's always weird to see those big printout because that feels like you had to go buy those. Uh, like, I know. if you just print out a shingle sheet, you can do that. But like, yeah, I, I feel like you had to like go to Office Max or FedEx office and have them like enlarge it for you. Yes, exactly. That's not something like unless someone has like an industrial printer in their in their house which who, who knows they might i mean the year that i went as a can of Lacroix, which is still like probably of the past like five years my best costume um people were like where did you get the Lacroix letters and i was like bitch i made these it's called poster <laughs> board and a blue marker i still like your flow uh oh yeah I, I remember seeing flow and being like that kind of looks like laurel yes that that year i had i got a lot of uh first of all progressive has on their website all of the printables to be flow so they make it very easy um <laughs> but that year uh i was at a halloween party actually more like a halloween bar crawl and another person who i didn't know uh was mayhem from the allstate commercials right and like drunk people lost their minds all night i'm in photos <laughs> with so many strangers who live in houston um because they were just like flow and mayhem what well a while ago, I think it was, it might have just been last Halloween, but that also feels like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a Hocus Pocus thing and we dressed up as. That's right. I, that was last Halloween, I think. Yeah, we may have talked about it on here, but we dressed up as, uh, oh, I forgot their names. Penny Marshall. Gary and, and Penny Marshall. Yeah, their characters. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even think about this because, like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of weird about like strangers taking pictures of me. But, like, it happens all the time. But, like, uh, uh, then they every sell them single... And it's so annoying. But all the, all of them wanted to come up and take a picture with me. And they were like, oh, it's the master. It's the master. Which I was fine with. But then, like, Sarah, the one who the ones who played Sarah were sometimes because she has that thing where she's like, dance with me, master. And when they do that to me, I'd be like, please don't do that. <laughs> like, I just, I just, this makes me very uncomfortable with my wife. Right there. Wait, <laughs> like, so I don't like this. When, when were y'all... My cousin Vinny was that like two years ago? Oh, honest to God, it could have been the same. Like anything that happened before this year, I don't remember. It might have been two years ago. I think. I feel like it. Well, who knows? Yeah, like you said, who knows? Um, we we also could have easily done more than one costume in a year. There was one year in DC where I did three three costumes, like three nights in a row, three different costumes, and mm-hmm. by the end, I was like, never again will I do yeah. this. I did, I did, the last one I remember in DC is I did Captain America. I kind of did a, like, I had, like, a Captain America shirt and, like, 
I had I, I bought some stuff in army. It was like a put together one, and I found like a an actual army helmet, painted it blue, and put it like an A on it. But then I was looking for like red gloves because he has red gloves in like the old car- the old comics, mm-hmm. and I bought some on Amazon. Everything was like really good. I'm like really into this costume. Like it's super easy to wear. It's also like warm. It's also easy to move around in. Like I don't have anything I have to put. Like I had the shield, but you can hold the shield and also drink. Mm-hmm. Like I have these rules when I'm going to like bars for, for Halloween of like what you can bring. And then I got these gloves. And when I got them, I was it was like red something glove. I forgot the word was. But what what they were is they were like sex gloves of some yeah, sort. Yeah, like I think you told me before they were dom- like dominatrix gloves. Yes, like they went on like real tight, and then they like every time you moved, it was like <laughs> like you could hear like the rubber rubbing together. And I and they, like I put my long sleeve shirt over them, so they looked like long. They looked like short mm-hmm. little gloves, but like they definitely came up uh, to like my elbows. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but, but it's like October thirtieth when I get them, so I'm like, "Well, this is what we're doing." Yeah, well, these are this is my costume now. That reminds me, they were red. I, I think I've I think I've told the story on here too. Probably the same time you told your red glove story, but it's Halloween. I'm gonna share it again. Um, the year I went as Carmen San Diego. Similarly, I bought a mm-hmm. fedora off of, a red fedora off of Amazon. And when it showed up, it was a crushed velvet <laughs> red fedora. Um, it was more like a bowler hat than really oh, a fedora. No. I mean, it still worked. People still got it. But I was so I used to spend every Halloween in Houston. And obviously I did this year, too. Um, my friends and I would go rent a school bus and go on a pub crawl. And uh, I flew to Houston and I couldn't pack the hat because it would get crushed. So there I am at right. like Love Field in Dallas, like boarding a Southwest plane, like holding my Vera Bradley duffel and a red like velvet fedora. Oh, you weren't wearing it? You were holding it? Actually, I think I put it on to actually board the plane so my hands would be free. And I was flying with my yes. friend who was going for Halloween as a Guts contestant from that Nickelodeon show. And she made yeah. she made aggro crag like out of cardboard and some foam. And she couldn't pack that either. So she's holding right. aggro crag and I'm wearing a red fedora. That's going back to my like rules when I used to always go to like bars and stuff and you had to like you, you had basically have to be like, hey, let's go. It was always like nothing like if you have to carry something, it's something you could put away. So I was always like a squirt gun in a holster mm-hmm. or the Captain America shield was good because I could do that. It was like no masks, no mm-hmm. full masks so they can't see your face. It was like that that, I, I just that, had, I, that is smart because the day after that halloween we were like oh like we, we're all recapping we're like claire like what conditions the acro crag in and she's like y'all i lost it last night you think yeah, she's exactly. like do you think we went to six oh, bars you think you, i still have that <laughs> but on the other side of that laurel can you imagine going to a bar and finding the acro oh, crag and, how and awesome that's honestly that i think what what made us feel better first claire was like what am i going to do with that like put it on display in my apartment but she was also like i like to think that whoever found it was like really excited especially we went one year and we saw a bunch of people who are like the silver monkeys and the purple barracudas or whatever mm-hmm. from legends um, of the hidden mike Temple. and caroline were they were the green monkeys one year um yeah. they had helmets and everything um i think that's also a really easy a really comfortable easy costume i learned the year i went as michaela maroney the gymnast who like folded her arms and face. frowned um i was like wait i'm wearing wind pants and a like gray long sleeve workout shirt and i was like okay so here's the hack everybody go as an athlete every year and you get to just wear workout clothing i yeah that's the other thing is like it was cold every day up till thanksgiving or thanksgiving uh halloween this year and i was all of a sudden realizing like i was in shorts and a t-shirt and it got nice and, and warm but i thought for a while i was gonna have to wear something under there i will say the problem with mine this year is i wore a fake beard for the first time in a long oh, time oh okay like i had a fake beard and then i had a uh mask over it like a like a, a health mask and like i had <laughs> i had to like put like a metal straw in my beers and like move them up like the straw up in this weird way to get to my mouth it looks so silly but that was the one thing that was a problem but the funny thing was uh whenever i took off the beard i just looked like i had a jimmy buffett costume on so i was like all right let's just do this <laughs> that's um but yeah that's funny um do we want to get started Yes. Do you want to uh, jump in? Yeah, let's do it. I'm trying to find a list of the guest callers because we have we're at the end of a season, and maybe you're, you you could find this, and I can't. It's just not on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia used to be our like go to for like guest caller lists. I don't know. We'll here. We'll just like insert uh, the information here, and then I'll go back and I'll record it. I'll put well, it. Well, <laughs> it's more that I have the okay. Well, let's go. Let's go through the episode first, and then we'll do some season yeah. ending. Thanks. Uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. 
And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier. And I know it's been a little while since we've done with this one, but today is no different. And we're talking about the two-part season finale of uh, season six, Shut Out in Seattle. Yes. Which I did not understand the title for. For some, for some reason, I didn't think about it until like just before we started this episode, what it was, was all about. Oh. Um, the IMDb descriptions are the worst ones I've ever seen. Ooh. So, uh, part one is Niles is lonely and walks into Cafe Nervosa on a Saturday where he runs into Roz. Niles and Roz compete on who has a worse love life. That's like the first four minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's it. the first scene of the show. Yes. Um, and go ahead and go yeah. ahead and read the. So, I watched these back to back. So, go ahead and read the second synopsis as well because I okay. figure we'll talk about these as one episode. Yes, we may take a little break in the middle because we do have some mail. Now, I will read you the season two one. This, the, the part two one, which is also terrible. Roz attempts to tell Bulldog she isn't interested in a relationship. However, this becomes harder when KACL fires him due to low ratings and he seeks comfort with her. Kit and Niles have a rampant fling, but Niles eventually grows tired of her and ends it. Faye leaves Frasier when she meets the real Cassandra. Martin also dumps Bonnie after her dog takes advantage of Eddie. All of the Crane men went from being in happy relationships to being single in a single day and end up together singing Goldfinger on the piano bar. So, okay. Like, so, well, I guess we don't, we don't need to talk about part two. Thanks guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the amount of detail they went into for the second episode and the first episode gets covered because it's first scene covered. It's gotta be someone read the, the, the first episode and went, this guy didn't cover anything. And then like got really mad about it mm-hmm. and went in and wrote the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so like the synopsis says, the episode starts out with Roz and Niles running into each other at Nervosa at 9.30 on a Saturday night. And Roz says, like, how pathetic are we? And I was like, yeah, that is pretty pathetic, guys. <laughs> well, it's 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 9.30 on the night after uh, Donnie has... Proposed to Daphne. This proposed is true. to Daphne, yeah. Which I, I, I don't know that we've ever, like, really given a specific time frame of like when the episode takes place in relation to a previous episode. That's true. Okay. And we also get another uh, time reference in this episode where Martin says that Niall spent two years trying to divorce Maris. Yeah. And I feel like that gives us, that gives us a little bit of context as to maybe how long it's been, maybe not since they split up, but since they actually started to move forward with their divorce proceedings. Boy. And we, the audience felt every minute of those two years. <laughs> God. Um, one note I have really early when, uh, you know, Roz and, and, and Niles, like, it, the only thing that was described in this episode, they're having that discussion. The uh, waitress comes over and Roz is like, oh, no, I hate her. She's in my spinning class. I thought spinning was relatively new. I didn't know I it was. I wrote this down. I, was, I said <laughs> spinning class, like, question mark, exclamation point. I said, go, Roz. So trendy. Uh, in the late right. 90s, spinning was not, like... No one called it spinning then, I don't feel like, except for people who are on the very cutting edge of it. And yeah, it's very, very trendy. What if it's not what we think it is? It's like we go back and look in the late 90s. It was like... I, she, I th- she said something about a bike, though. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, I thought the same thing where I was... I was, You know, I don't think spinning is that new, but it definitely... Maybe it's just Frasier feels older than when it is yeah it doesn't feel like it's necessarily on the cutting edge of trends i first started doing spin class and i had a class in college you remember probably wellness too which is like a workout like physical activity class oh yes because i originally started doing jogging and then dropped out that was in 2007 so and spinning was like relatively new then so Mm. this is like 1998 or 1999 this is you know well, it is Seattle, so maybe that has something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, the West- Seattle is probably written by L.A. Yeah, what, yeah, that's very true. West Coast and California are always always yeah. ahead of the trends. Um, I'm really glad that we both bumped on that because I was like, hold on, spinning. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about? I forgot her name, but uh, Kit. Kit. Can we talk about Kit? Yeah. How do I know that actress? Because I looked at her IMDb and I didn't do a deep dive, but I couldn't figure out where I'd seen. her I before. don't know. Um, I figure I just know her from um this episode because her name is not familiar. It's Jessica a- Ca- Caulfield. She's apparently in uh, Legally Blonde. I have not seen Legally Blonde, oh, so that's not where I know her yes. from. Yes. Uh, okay, I know she plays in Legally Blonde. She plays one of Reese Witherspoon's friends from, um, I think maybe Gretchen from um, her college, uh, but before she goes to Harvard. 
Right. Who like she flies out and like visits her at her trial, but you have not seen Legally Blonde, so yeah, she's been on some TV show that I remember her from because like she looks very familiar as, but with like the most '90s haircut. Mm-hmm. Like, did you like, watch My I Name Is like Earl? Seen... It says she was in three episodes of that. I did, but that might be where it's from. But it's been a while since I've seen that. Did show. you see the movie White Chicks? She's in that. Margot, that's what she plays in Legally Blonde. But I, she was I end up really liking her as an actress she's a, like there's a lot in this ep- in these two episodes that i thought i was going to be very awkward by i thought it was going to be stupid that i ended up liking a lot better um specifically anytime uh frazier called Faye cassandra like i got really cringy on that Part oh of that okay. is because my big girlfriend i dated before tara was Sarah. Oh. And I knew that that was going to be a problem. So, like, the first, like, while of me dating Tara, I was like, hello, Tara. <laughs> like, like really hard tease. And, like, would take a break and be like, say the right thing, say the right thing. Yes. My dad, on the other hand, had a problem with it. Eventually got over it. But I was, I swore to God at the wedding he was going to screw it up. But he didn't. But I was so nervous about that. I have a little bit of sympathy uh, typically for that sort of thing. But this was just ridiculous. Like, first of all, Frazier was really pining over Cassandra, which I think we're meant to believe she meant a lot more to him than she meant to and, me as the viewer. Well, I guess that was kind of my thing, though, is I found it hard to believe that he was pining over her because it's not like he was saying to, you know, Niles, like, gosh, I wonder if I ended things too fast with her or anything. He just kept calling Faye that. And I was like, to me, it just seems like yeah. you're having like a senior moment. Yeah, or flat out like a stroke because he was just so like Cassandra like it just kept happening but it did like uh, so then I, I mean let's let's just follow this particular plot line to the end when they're when he's with Faye at Cafe Nervosa and, and Cassandra comes in and they're kind of like trying not to meet each other and then there's that moment where they're together and she's like oh I'm sorry I didn't get your name and she's like oh I'm and then it suddenly cuts to Fraser going and like slow motion trying to stop him and then it fades out like I didn't I didn't have to see them I feel like on the office we would have dealt with the 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 the, the fallout like, the fallout and I like that Fraser just went and then everything mm-hmm. and fade out fade into the, the 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 bar scene which we'll go into it a little bit but like when I first saw them together in that room I was like I don't want to watch this like I was like fidgeting in my seat looking at him like I don't, don't want to get awkward come on but it turned out pretty good yeah I am um, so this is also one of these things where I uh where I I, I just would have been I was like Frazier there's a very easy explanation she's like I'm so sorry I dated somebody named Cassandra and like, yes, like, I like, I was like, I don't know why that name is on my brain right now, but like, you know, you're the one for me. And like, there's just so many ways that he could have just smoothed that over. There's a time later when, uh, Martin's like, Oh, Cassandra's hotter anyway than Faye. And Uh I'm like, everybody needs to back up off Faye. Like Martin's got a lot of nerve talking about how hot Fraser's dates are. Cause no offense. Bonnie was no like beauty queen. Broody, exactly. He was no beauty queen. Like, I don't understand. Like, that was a was a relationship of convenience if ever I seen one. I think he was just excited to be getting free drinks. Yeah. Well, he even says like, I see her from time to time. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I was like, okay, like that's you're keeping it casual, whatever. But yeah, I, I agree. I was also like, Martin, you're just like, first of all, Amy Brenneman, beautiful. So I was Gorgeous. just like, I love her. I was like, what? Is it just because she... she doesn't fawn over you like Cassandra did? I really think that's part of what exactly. It was. She also played this part where she did a good amount of, like, she's, like, I want this character to just be part of the show. Like, I wanted her to just become Fraser's girlfriend and that's the show. But, like, that was never going to happen because we always have to have some sort of, like, Fraser trying to get laid mm-hmm. subplot going on through each season. Um, but, like, her bit where she's like, oh, God, Fraser, yes, yes, when <laughs> yes. she thinks Fraser's proposing to her. And then, like, she played any time he said Cassandra with a good amount of, like, I really felt like she was hurt. Like, when you said earlier, like, why didn't you just explain it to her? It's like, I, I do think Faye was playing it as if she was not going to take it well. Now, I don't think it was unreasonable how she was going to take it. Like, yeah. She didn't play it like she was like, how dare you? But it did feel like she was going to feel hurt if she was, like, told. I don't know. She's just a, she's just a, the a solid actress. Yeah. I like yeah. her a lot. And I think I want to say this is just pure speculation, but I almost want to say that we weren't really supposed to see her again after like Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskovitz or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that maybe they were like, you know what? Amy Brenneman, she fit in really well. Like we enjoy writing for this character. So why don't we go ahead and see if we can bring her back for some episodes? Again, I, pure I, speculation I'm on a, my part. 
I'm also assuming we don't see her next season. I, I which is sad. I would love to see more Faye. I well, I was just going to tell you no, we don't see her. I don't think we ever see her again. Um, or if she does, it's so late. It's probably just a one-time show up. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be in that lost tenth season that I've never watched. I I just want a yes or no answer for this. But do you know how Fraser's ends? Like, what kind of relationship Fraser ends the series with? Yes. You do okay. Yes. I have watched some of the finale yeah okay like the series finale yeah yeah, yeah. i was just wondering because it's like tom haverford and parks and rec had uh i forgot the, the lucy. character name, but yeah she had lucy who like i love that actress and i love whenever i see her in anything but like she didn't really gel in the show and then i felt like at the end she just kind of showed up and then i like i, I liked her all right but it was like she did it was just like oh yeah i'm back and i love you i completely agree i am I, I feel disappointed from Nellie Morales, the actress that played her, mm-hmm. because I'm like, this was just them, like, shoving you back into the show and giving Tom, like, a yeah. happy ending. What I really enjoyed was, it was, like, two or three episodes that Tatiana Maslany was in, where she plays that do- yes. that that woman, that doctor without borders, and, yes. um, and Tom's, like, obsessed with her, but then she leaves and everything, and, and they just, like, were obsessed with Tatiana Maslany, so they're like, we're gonna write it, we're just gonna write a role for her. Yeah. Do you um, know she is joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. As who? She is She-Hulk. Okay. Well, I don't know who that is. I mean, other than, well, it's, other than it's, Lady Hulk, it, I guess. It's Lady Hulk. Okay. She's going to be great. She's a cool character, but she's getting her show, uh, her own show on, uh, Mar- uh, not Marvel Plus, Disney Plus, um, aka Marvel Plus. I, I mean, I, I feel like she is one of the most talented actresses of of our time. Um, if y'all have not watched Orphan Black, it's now over, so you could just binge the entire series. I had to stop watching it at some point because it got a little too sci-fi weird for me, but she plays clones, like seven different characters who all look the same. But I need to t- pick it up again because I watched like six episodes. It was like, this is great! And then just stopped watching it. I, I mean, hat tip to my old roommate, Ellen. I don't know if she listens to every episode of Craniacs, but she's the one who got me into Orphan Black, so... Let's see. What else do we have to talk about? It's like Marvel. Marvel. What is going on? I'm having. <laughs> uh, deep cut breath. This. We'll start over. Just deep breath. Ha. Um, Wait, what else do we want to talk about in this? Uh, we can go on to um, Daphne losing her engagement ring. And <laughs> she has her hand up a chicken. And but it, yeah. Okay. Can I just say I was so fixated in that scene on the fact that while she has the chicken on her hand, she puts her hand on the counter and there's raw chicken sitting on the counter without a plate or anything under it. And then Frazier later on picks up the chicken by the leg and tosses it back into the fridge and then touches a bunch of things. And I was like, the salmonella, the salmonella is everywhere. (laughs) Uh, I didn't key on that, but I do. I do love a good like raw bird something up. The, like it's stuck on something like the 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 friends thanksgiving mm-hmm. where monica puts it on her head is like one of the funniest things i've ever seen yes and then, and then she dances <laughs> yes um yeah i uh, okay so i guess this is another thing there's lots of communication issues in this episode why would like i i, I guess I, I i don't know you don't tell your fiance you've misplaced your ring you're embarrassed about it I, I don't, I can, that was such a, a short time that it was like that, that I understand. Like, you, you don't want to tell someone the second you lose it, but like, right. maybe a 24 hour period, she hadn't gotten back to it. But the, 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 it, I don't know, that one of all the miscommunications didn't bother me the most. Um, I, I don't, I think it was supposed to be a few weeks because it was like from the start to finish it? of Niall's dating kit. And at one point they say that they were together like two or three weeks. Oh, maybe I missed that part. Uh. I mean, I maybe well. Then yeah, that. then I agree with you. It just seemed very quick. Let's talk about Niles and Kit for a sec, because okay. I feel like part of that was to was like the problem was they were very far apart in age, and I just didn't get that from them. Like she didn't look as young as I think she was playing. Not that she looked old, but I don't know. Like that didn't bother me so much as she was drastically not Niles's yeah emotional it, type. It was not an age thing for me at all. So I would agree with that. If we were supposed to think that their age was a barrier, I didn't really get that. Um, I mean, she was maybe 10 years younger than him, but yeah, it was just that they were complete, yeah, completely different personalities. Um, and yeah. not, not in the way of like opposites attract. Yeah. Fraser said some things that was like, she's younger than you. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I guess she is. But I did enjoy, like... Also, Frazier, are you going to be the pot or the kettle this time? <laughs> that was something I wrote where I was like, you got a lot of nerve, pal, talking about, like, 
dating people who aren't exactly like you. Come on, I've got six years of let him have his fun with a weird, wacky person. Like she wasn't insane. She like, or at least he wasn't long with with her long enough that I feel like it was a problem. But yeah. Whatever. I mean, she wasn't stealing from him. I did have a, a little bit of concern when he bought her diamond earrings from, like, a jeweler. Yeah, but... but I guess we're meant to believe that Niles is rich again. So, I mean, I'm so used, like, I feel like I just got over Niles living in the Shangri-La. I know. So that seemed like a budget issue. But, um, no, I, I actually really like that character. I like when Niles ended up breaking up with her. And I liked her, like, meltdown. But it was, like, a very funny meltdown. Yes. Yes. Uh, I love it when people are like, anything you, anything you want to say to me, you can just say to me in front of all my friends. And then as soon as you say it, it's like, in front of my friends. Yeah, I, I know. I love those types of, of like, breakdowns. I've, I feel like I, I, I just would want to be – you can say this in front of my friends – I think I have a better judge of what I'm about to say to you than you do. Yes. Like, we need to go somewhere. Like I, oh, we just watched a uh, Tara in, in another, uh, you know, an attempt to uh, uh, find something comforting to do in these strange unknown times. She started watching blue bloods again. Speaking of which the bartender in uh, the bar at the end of this episode is, is uh, Tom Selleck's, PR guy in Blue Bloods, but, oh. but you might not you might not notice him because he has very white hair in Blue Bloods and is covered in shoe polish. I feel like it looked like shoe polish dye for this. this oh, you mean in Frasier is covered in shoe polish? In Frasier, okay. it's yes. I mean, it looks like when it looks like when Creed like dyed his hair with printer ink. Yes, <laughs> like that's what it looks like. You would know that if like you had seen that guy before, but I feel like it's just seemed like an unnatural shade of black for this guy. Got it. Interesting. Um, I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad that he went on to gain full regular employment. Is Blue Blue Bloods is still on, isn't it? Yes. Part of the reason she's watching it is she started watching like newer episodes and went. I've missed some stuff. And then she's like, well, what season was I on? Well, instead of figuring out what season I stopped on, I'm just going to start all over again. Uh, yeah. But. But it was it was an episode where like one of the characters found out from you know it's a family of cops and 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 a, a DA and the DA is at dinner with a friend and she finds out from her cop brother that the DA is that that her friend's husband is the body they found that week and so she's like we need to go and she's like what no tell me here and it's like no let's go outside <laughs> like but she like would not go outside and I'm like just like it's literally 10 feet away you can yeah. wait 10 feet like what do you gain from in this being in this like restaurant full of strangers yeah but, so the the last kind of big relationship issue we haven't talked about is eddie we have we have two we haven't oh, talked about Roz Roz and bulldog oh my god in heaven i know i, th I, I thought we were that. i thought we were saving the best for last so i was I, I was like, okay, so I first I thought. Wait, are we talking about Eddie and Martin and Bonnie, or we're talking no, about? No, well, and... Eddie's Eddie's nothing. So let's talk about Roz. Okay. So first, when 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 Roz is like, I made a huge mistake. Did he tell you? I was like, oh my god, she hooked up with Noel. Which Noel in this episode kind of is starting to move from like I'm a funny nerd to like real creeper incel. He, like yes, he is like if you take remember how Niles used to creep us out early on. He's yes. like kind of on the same level, but a different kind of creep. It, it it feels too real. I feel like we've done this shift in in our like uh, collective social consciousness of how we view nerds. And for a while, it was like, "Ew, nerds are stupid." And it was, "Well, maybe nerds are cool because they're smart and they're grown up." And now it's like, "Oh no." Just because you were a nerd doesn't mean you were a nice guy underneath it. You actually could still be a terrible piece of yes. Like and. I feel like Noel is kind of eager to that chair. He's like, I'll wear her down or whatever. And so I was like, all right, Noel. This is like at one point at the very beginning in, in Nervosa, Noel says to Roz, like, ah, playing hard to get. I hate that guys think that is a thing. And I blame the Will Smith movie Hitch for this. I, <laughs> okay, let me just say, I love the movie Hitch. I love it, but I hate it because I... Hitch's whole premise is, Whatever excuse a woman gives you gives you for not wanting to go out with you, which is really just her letting you down gently and letting you save face, is a lie. You just need to try harder. Because what woman doesn't want to be swept off her feet? Yeah, a woman who's not interested in you. That's who. Well, there's also the, like, yes, but, like, okay. Uh, I'm going to say a but, but get stay stick with me through this whole thing. I know right now everyone's going, but what's Ryan going to say? But here's the deal. You need to be, you can still, the point, 
to me, it's not necessarily, I'm going to keep trying to ask this. I mean, I'm married, so this is a hypothetical. I'm not going to keep trying to ask this woman out. It's go make yourself a better person and work on yourself. And then maybe the next time she sees you, you'll be like, A, you'll be better. And B, you might be, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's being told no and the idea that, well, I can never ask that person out again. But I also think like, you need to let that person go for a little bit and do your own sh- your own stuff. I think it depends on what your initial relationship with that person is. Yes. This um, is not a catch-all. I don't have a sol- Trust me. I don't have a solution well, for how to it, it, pick up women, everyone. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I know, I'm sure Tara I know is, is glad to hear that. <laughs> yes. I know this is a shock to most of you that I'm not just like... But I he goes to the grocery store and it's just like yes. phone numbers showered upon him. Yeah, just just little balled up pieces of paper being thrown <laughs> at me with numbers. Um, but that that is like a big problem I have is that like what is what women view as being nice by letting you down gently and saying you know I'm really busy with work right now, et cetera, et cetera. Will Smith is like, no, don't believe any of that. Just try harder. And then and people are like, okay, so you basically become like stalkers to these women at some point. Oh, yes, hi, oh, hi, yes, 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 yes. Um, so I, I really hate that. And bear bear with me through this story. A uh, girl that, that we went to college with who was good friends with my roommate, um, for a year and a half, a guy in their same performing arts program just held a candle for her, for her asked her out, mm-hmm. gave her like a red rose on Valentine's Day, like all okay, these yeah. all, all these things. And she, it was just like everybody in their very small tight-knit department knew it knew about it and people would be like you should just like go out with him just like once just and and, and she she was like no like i think that would be really mean i'm not interested in him and that's not fair to her nor is it her responsibility to make him feel better well then i'm really mad at uh, mad at your friends at the friend that i don't know (laughs) well and then some people were like you need to be really blunt and honest with him because he's not getting the message and like frankly he needs to move on he needs to find you know open up spend that emotional energy on somebody else finally he wears her down they start dating they have now been married for 10 years Oh my they have two children and when this when they first started dating i remember being like you just encouraged it. You encouraged the, the like the guy to keep going after you. I was like, "Ugh, you in the movie Hitch." Okay, I I hate that story. I, I I have to be honest with you. I absolutely. I mean, kudos to them. I hope. I wish they had a better marriage story than that. But like, I hate it. I hate it so much because I think while while you're talking, I had a better way of of exemplifying what I was trying to say earlier. If you go to a girl and she lets you down. It doesn't mean that she won't come back around some other time. But hers is the next move. It's not yeah. up to you to keep pressuring and keep doing stuff. Like, you kind of have to just do stuff on your merry thing. And then, like, if she expresses interest, okay, now you can ask again. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that is good advice. Um, I feel like that is I don't something, know. That's something where I almost would not want to have a guy be like, I'm going to hold this tiny candle and hope that maybe because I'm all about like what you spend your energy on. And I'm like, don't spend energy on that. If if it does turn around great, then spend your energy on it. But like, but it's like, uh, we've talked about swingers, but have you ever seen swingers? There's a bit where it's like the whole first part is, is this guy explaining to his friend, like she's not, she's, she'll come back. Your ex girlfriend, like she'll, she might come back when she, when you forget about her. He's like, oh, so if I pretend to forget about her, she'll come back. He's like, no, she'll only come back when you actually stop thinking mm-hmm. about her. And he goes, well, why? He goes, I don't know. They just know for some reason. And that's like, but I, that's the thing is like, I think it's the man's responsibility to then like, you got to move on. And the way you proceed is if nothing's going to happen. But if something does, it might. But I don't know. I, I simultaneously like the story you've told, and I hate it. I hate it. I, I, hate I actually it. feel like that might be what if, what happens. That he kind of perhaps maybe started to move on a little bit, and then she, I guess, expressed. I feel like that may have been what the final, like, you know, nail in the coffin of them not dating was. I I think playing hard to get is something so few women actually do, mm-hmm. but is so like glorified yes. in the minds of 90 sitcom writers <laughs> yes. like and rom-com that, like, writers and everything yes exactly exactly it just yeah it really um, it really grinds my gears um when yeah when when that happens when people are like 
she's playing yes. hard to get and and she that's a lie and stuff i'm like no it's it's true. wait what was i oh yes someone on twitter in the past few years said something like their their nephew had a crush on a girl it was like maybe 14 maybe even a little bit younger than that maybe like junior high crush on a girl went up and asked her to be his girlfriend um and she said no and he was really sad and and he said and the aunt said well so you know what you're gonna do next and he said yeah i'm gonna try harder to get her to like me and she said no you're gonna leave her alone <laughs> she said she doesn't want to be your girlfriend yeah. like do not continue to badger this girl and wear her down um also i want to say that roz insane. could 100 percent file a complaint with hr um oh yeah absolutely over no like well speaking of hr complaints so the whole point is she she didn't hook up with noel and then i thought oh my god did she is this what what niles has been doing her him and Roz have been out i thought it was not i almost said Nas, which is now the the Roz niles Nas happens <laughs> that portmanteau i completely forgot about bulldog as a character and then he comes in and does that and interesting like, that you say that because this is the last season he's considered main cast Oh, really? Yes. I saw him in something the other day. I forgot to write it down, but he was on, that that actor was on something. I think he's in Crazy Stupid Love, anyway. Yes, that's exactly what it is, because I was watching a clip from that, and I forgot Bulldog was in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know this because I was just spying on y'all. Just, exactly. You know. Somehow, I'm. I. I was about to say you've got uh, all my internet history, and I was going to go ahead and apologize. Um, but uh, I'm just going to blackmail you later. So <laughs> that would presume I had shame over anything. <laughs> um, so uh, then they they kind of start talking, and she's like, "Bulldog, like, I almost came a little attractive to Bulldog. Like, Bulldog pins her up against a wall a little bit, like in a." Like, in a good, bad way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then she's, like, slap, but still into it. Yeah. She's hitting them. Oh, I hit my, my mic. And then, um, and then, like, later he starts being real. Like, hey, I, I got us dinner reservations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I fell in love with Bulldog. And then that's the joke is then he breaks up with her when she's, like, going to break up with him. And she's like, I'm sorry you fell in love with me. She's like, I didn't fall in love with you. Yes. Yes. But then he, he reminds you that he's still Bulldog. And he's like, hey, I'm at a total yes. babe at the unemployment office. And we're going to Hawaii this afternoon. Um, I just, I was, I was just him just, I listen, I don't know what it was. But, like, I, that old scene, I was like, oh, hello. Yes. Like, I, I perked up and paid attention. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I I knew that this happened at some point. I didn't realize it was this episode. And I was like, oh, okay. We've just got to get this out of our system. I mean, who knows? The actor was probably like, I, if you're not going to like put me in more episodes, I'm going on to do other shows and stuff. So That actor's gay, right? Didn't he I read is. That yes. When we first started? He is so in real life. I didn't know this th- until my friend told me. Just as we were starting this podcast. But that's that's Bulldog, that's Niles, that's Martin. Like, all three of them are gay, correct? Martin, and I don't know if he came out till or if it was just discovered after he passed. I, I think it was more of an open secret when he was alive. I don't yeah. think I don't think he was ever public about it, but I, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, so now we'll talk real quick about uh, Eddie's relationship because he... And, and Martin's relationship. To, and, well, Martin's is interesting, whatever. She can... But, oh, I was going to say this, but speaking of that Martin thing, um, do you think they put Niles in, like, an overly large suit to make him seem a little bit more, like, miserable? Yes, to make him seem, like, really small. Okay, I wrote down, um, I said, Niles' pants are so flouncy. (laughs) Like, his pants, like, he could have fit three of him into those pant legs. I think they were, it it was something I read about, or maybe I heard it on Office Laser Saw, where it was, like, Jim in the first few seasons is, like, has shirts that are kind of too big for him and then he gets them a lot more fitted starting like when things he starts you know the end of season three mm-hmm. i think yeah and that's what it looked like with niles like they'd given him like two big clothes to which i know they've done before in the past but he just looks so i think they did stuff to make him look miserable and yeah yeah and to make him look just, just kind of like frumpy um yeah uh, okay, um, so Martin's or uh, Eddie's relationship with Bonnie's dog, Lady. Lady, which Lady was sitting next to me. We watched it. She was she just taking a bath, and she likes to roll around. And then she was sitting there. I was like, oh, it's so stupid because I feel like this is such a dog or thing. Like, Lady, she's talking about you. She had no idea we were watching TV. Like, uh, yeah. that's you. That's you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're a lady. Anytime there is a dog named, like any dog that my family has owned, we're always like, oh. And we'll be yeah. like, like the dog up with a Sammy. And we'd be like, Sammy? <laughs> yeah i had 
I had a dog named Beasley who was named after the dog in short circuit just because I'd heard it. And like, and it's just like one was like, come on, Beasley. And I was like, droop. And then when we had a dog, I was a kid, I was like, Beasley. This dog's name is Beasley. Um, That was it. I just wanted to, to, to ping on lady's name because I really, really desperately think we need to get to the final scene of this, which is okay. potentially one of my favorite little scenes in Frasier. I knew it was coming, but it was still good. I, I was going to say, did it live up to your expectations now seeing it in the context? Yes, absolutely. The, okay. absolutely. Okay. So let's get to the final Cause, scene. Because I think the lead up, they they all end up meeting at this bar, Martin and Niles mm-hmm. and Frasier. And I would have loved it a little bit more if also Roz would have showed up, but I think yes. it was mostly talking about the Crane boys. Yes. Because I think they've done that a couple of times this season that I've really enjoyed where it is like, let's, let's, check in on the crane boys yes and they're talking you know fraser and niles are trying to, to like break down why they did this and martin was like hey hold on like it's not anything you just had this you know like just as like stop overthinking everything we're gonna sing a song and this guy's playing piano <laughs> and the guy is like uh i'm not the actual piano player i'm just noodling he goes all right well what can you play he's like i could play happy birthday America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful and Goldfinger. And he goes, all right, play Goldfinger. And He's like, we need a happy bond. song. Goldfinger, Goldfinger. Goldfinger isn't necessarily happy, but it was just like him like leading them through it is funny because, you know, Tara kind of does that a little bit sometimes when she's doing sessions downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing a lot of those lately. Like if I go by to get a drink, she's doing a session. Um, sometimes I open my door when I'm working and just kind of like get my own little music therapy Aww. session. It's nice. But uh, it's just so funny. And then they start getting into it. And I wanted, like, another 40 seconds. Of yes. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, one of my favorite things is when they get, when, like, they all start, like, dancing and, like, poking their fingers out. Yes. Because and, and it's so, like, how you want to sing Goldfinger. Because I love Goldfinger, but I'd never be like, hey, DJ, play Goldfinger. Because <laughs> it's not a dancing song. But, like, what they're doing makes sense. I don't know. I had never heard this song until I saw this episode when I was younger, like when it was first on. Oh, okay. um, and so, and but to this day, like I still like I know just the parts of the song that they sing. <laughs> yes. Like I'll <laughs> well, occasionally I just mean... be like the spiders touch. <laughs> um. Are you ready to, to, to rank, or not rank, to uh, 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 rate well, this? Well, uh, I, 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 I have some LOLs first. Hit, hit me up with them. Um, I love that Roz, uh, when she's telling Bulldog to come over to her apartment, she's like, use the service elevator. <laughs> when Martin and Frazier bust into Niles' apartment and Kit's like, but remember, no strings, just fun. And Martin says, you always want your kids to have more than you. Yes. <laughs> just like the, the delivery of that line is so perfect. Um Bulldog is taking Roz to dinner and Frazier says, oh, they finally opened that new Hooters by the airport, which was just perfect. Um, I I wrote down when uh, Bulldog was saying, I heard that last night when she's like, oh, 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 and stuff like that. And she says, I'm right behind you. He said, I heard that last night. I wrote down, how does that work? We don't have to discuss how that works, but I just wanted to say that I wrote that down. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that contribution. Um I, I really enjoyed when Roz helps get Cassandra out of Nervosa so she and Faye don't really interact. And Fraser's like, okay, bye. Love you. And Roz is like, yes, you do. I um, liked when... And, and, uh, and that Niles in the club was dancing a modified Charleston. That made me yes. really happy. <laughs> I liked when Fraser almost sat on her wedding ring. She goes, oh, I thought it was someplace I'd never find it. He's like, it almost was. It very nearly was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I also enjoyed uh, what learning what their drink orders were because Frazier ordered a martini straight up with two olives. Did you, I don't know if you know this about me that this summer I became a martini fan. Mm-mm. So um, I was visiting um, Leah's family in Houston and I they were, we were talking about martini lunches and like what those were and everything. And finally I was like, okay, what is that? Because I, I don't know if you know this about me. I used to hate olives. And mm-hmm. I, I now love olives. I was like, what is the martini with olive juice in it? They're like, oh, that's a dirty martini. And I was like, oh. And they were like, you should order that tonight at the restaurant. And I was like, I shall. They're good. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> they're my, so, so good. <laughs> and when then, I turned 21, oh. my band director ordered me a bunch of dirty martinis, which sounds like I was getting hit on by my band director, which could have been the case. But... Uh... <laughs> I, that was my 21 drink. You're such a looker when you're 21. Um, yeah, I like. Are you implying I'm not a looker now? Said, I'm, <laughs> I'm anyway. cutting this out. Continue. <laughs> no, anyway, it was so it was so good, and I learned 
the upgrade is get blue cheese stuffed olives in mm -hmm. your, oh my gosh, like it is fantastic. And recently I switched to cocktail onions. Also Are those good? Also delicious. So good. I've tried those before. However, as I've said, I am ruined for life on dirty martinis now because my friend's restaurant probably makes the best one I will ever have. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I can ever order them anywhere else, but I sure make up for lost time at their restaurant. So... Once they were like, you can't ever have two because you will be under the table. And I guess I didn't, they didn't hear me say no when they asked if I want another one and another one showed up. And I was like, well. Anyway, just saying, dirty martinis. So do we want to rate this one now? Okay, I, feel like I say you, is I have no idea what I'm going to rate this. I feel like this. you were just humoring don't. me. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this seven um, leather jackets that, yes. uh, that Kit and Niles wear. Um, I am going to give it uh, seven the white because i do like when niles orders i'll have oh. the white yes also <laughs> the, the face he makes after he takes a sip i want to be like i have had that white wine i know exactly <laughs> what that face is i it's a weird bar that they have they serve martinis but like their wine selection isn't very good in my opinion that doesn't surprise because i, I can see really? having, a Maybe full, in the 90s. having a full bar and then having one white and one red and like one oh, okay, sparkling, so I, I could see that. Um, it's just the place looked kind of fancy. It had like wood paneling. I don't know. Isn't it the piano bar though that Daphne and Donnie mentioned early in the episode? Is oh, they, was it? Because well, because uh, Fraser says, um, I can't believe I've ever been here before. I live so close by. I live just down the street, and then the piano was there, so I assumed it was the piano bar. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, anyway, what would you? Oh, what would you give it? How many? Seven. 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 Same. Seven. The whites. Um, yes. This this has on IMDb. I believe it's an eight point two and an eight point five, oh, which is pretty high. That that is. Um, I thought it was good because it was just a solid story. It kind of took place in a very specific moment in the show, but it also like was one of the. I, I feel like a lot of the series finales, our season finales, are always like. Literally, like, there's, like, kind of a, a hokey setup of, like, Frasier, do you feel happy? You know, like, and this yes. one was, like, continued the story, you know, had, like, kind of wrapped things up. I, I don't know. I like this one. Um, well, and this, this rounds out season six. And just to recap a little bit of our, uh, the awards that season six won, it was a, it was a pretty light year for Emmys for Frasier. Not for lack of trying. Lots of things were nominated. Um, it was nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series. And Kelsey Grammer, John Mahoney, and David Hyde Pierce all got nominations. Um, Woody Harrelson got nom a nomination for his appearance as Woody Boyd. Mm -hmm. Christine Baranski, National Treasure, um, was nominated for being Dr. Nora Fairchild. And Piper Laurie was nominated for playing her mother. For some reason, I was I was looking at the viewer mail we said, and you said Piper Laurie, and into my brain went Hugh Laurie, and I was oh. like, Hugh Laurie was in this season? <laughs> I could not remember. And it got one um, nomination for writing for what I think is one of the best episodes of Frasier for Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, um, so only one, it only won one, um, I'm sorry, it won two Emmys. So uh, would you like to guess what Emmys it won? So I think Niles wins. I think David Hyde. You are correct. He wins for Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz, and three Valentines, where you know he doesn't speak for his yes. entire. Okay. And then let's go with. I think it gets best comedy. So it did not get best comedy. It won for best okay. writing for a comedy series okay. for Merry there Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. So that makes sense. Um, so we do have some some listener mail. Do you want to go through that? Uh, it is a we, long one. I'm so excited. Um, and so it's entitled Britcoms for Laurel. Uh, it's from uh, listener uh, Hussein. Hey, Laurel, you asked for 30-minute Britcom suggestions. You got them. And then there's a very long list. Would you like to go through the, huge, the whole list? N I can... No, because I feel like that's going to take a really long time. Do you want to... It's, it, do you want... I'll do the list real quick because okay. it has write-outs, but I'll just read it. So for anyone who wants to check out some Britcoms, we should um, also we'll post write these... this up on the Facebook page. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. So it's The Young Ones, Red Dwarf, The Fast Show, Jeeves and Wooster, Black Adder, Murder Most Horrid, Adam and Joe, French and Saunders, Dinner Ladies, The Royal Family, Peep Show, Gavin and Stacey, I'm Alan Partridge, The Dairy Girls, which I believe is the one you talked about. No, no, no. You talked about the, it was, it was some, a woman who was a... Oh, Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, yeah. So, Vicar uh, of Dibley... The, right the, now... Oh, the woman who stars in Vicar of Dibley also stars in Murder Most, Most Horrid, which I've seen a little bit of. Yes. And on TV right now is something called Ghosts. Now, he's got ways to see these. He's got some, some thoughts about them. Like I said, I'll just copy and paste this in this. I hadn't really looked at how long this was before we started, but to go through all of them all. 
would be uh, a lot. But thank you so much, Hussein. I am also... so excited. I've seen one episode of Dairy Girls. I know it is on Netflix, so um, I'm so excited to to get into these. Thank you for typing that up. Um, Gavin and Stacey, I've also heard really good things about. Um... I've watched a good bit of that. Okay. It has James Corden in it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, does he play Gavin or Stacey? He is one of the friends. Ah. So there's like four main characters. There's like Gavin and his mate, and then like Stacy and her friend, and then like they meet. I think the whole thing is they meet for a one night stand and then like end up really liking each other and like trying to make it work. But uh, yes. Okay. I think James Corden and her friend hook up in very like graphically described ways. Like it's very, there's a whole, there's a lot of humor around that. Well, um, I, I, I've been looking forward to this email because um, it's been a while since we recorded and so Hussein tweeted to us after he listened to our last episode to be like, I just sent you a very long list. So yes, I'm super excited that um, we got to it. I've heard of a lot of those. I've seen some of them. Um, anyway, uh, for anybody else out listed out there, some I suggest are any of this stuff by Graham Linehan, I think is his name, who's actually a terrible human being, but is also a very funny co- uh, Irish comedy writer who wrote Black Books, Father Ted, and The IT Crowd, which are all very, very funny. Oh, it's The IT Crowd, not The It Crowd? I think it's pronounced The IT Crowd mm. because it's about an IT department. Oh, that, that I don't makes think sense. they ever yeah. say the name of the, the place. So um, I, it's definitely a play on the it crowd. It's supposed to Got it. play on that. But, I've definitely seen that um, on Netflix. So with this guys, we finished season six and I mean, you know, what, 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 what were your thoughts on it? I've, I liked it myself. Um, I feel like this is a pretty strong season. Yes. Agreed. It's a, it's definitely, you know, this is season six and an 11 season. So this feels like it's an, it's an upturn Yeah, season five, which I think was Frasier sucks season. Yes. Well, and this has good, like it has Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskovitz, which is one of my favorite episodes of Frasier. It also has three Valentines that I think is just such a strong yes. episode in general. Um, it has a lot of episodes that I remember. Like I remember the Roz alone one where he gives her, um, where Frasier lends her money and the seal who came to <laughs> the dinner. Worst named. Oh, is that this season? This season. Um, and this season starts out with Fraser unemployed. And, you know, him. And mm-hmm. remember, he's unemployed for a long time trying to get back into, you know, radio and stuff. So, um, yeah, I just think this is a really strong season. I'm a little surprised that it didn't win. Like, well, I have to see what else was nominated that year for Best Comedy. But I feel like it's one Best Comedy in years where you and I have been a little like, eh. Yeah. Now, I will say I am a little disappointed. Like, I, I liked seeing Woody again, and I thought it was fun for me. But I don't know that I would have nominated that for a, a, a guest appearance. I would have nominated Christine Baranski for Dr. Nora. She was nominated. Oh, she was as well as Woody? Yeah. Yeah. She was oh, nominated. And Pi- Piper Laurie was nominated for as her mom. That must have been when I was looking at this list going... Good God, do I read oh. this entire list? Yeah, no, no, because I, I said I said National Sorry. Treasure. I said Christine Baranski, National Treasure. I missed that part. Nominated. I apologize. Um, um, yes. So we'll cut this out so I don't look like a dum-dum. Um, yeah. I, I just I, wish you would listen when I talk. I'm sorry. I did very much enjoy the Dr. Nora episode. I, I uh, feel like that was... You had such pure joy at that episode. Um, it was it was so good to see. It was like when, uh, spoiler alert, Joffrey gets poisoned. Like it was like that episode was like, oh, I hate this woman. Oh, she's getting yelled at by her mother. Oh, that's great. I, I come back here, off. you whore. Yes. I, well, because Tara was catching up on the season and our episodes, and she got this episode, and I jumped in. I was like, oh, I want to watch this one again. <laughs> like so. Um, and she was like kind of the same. So she was a little into it. I think I said, "Oh, I want to watch this." And she was like, "Oh, why?" And I'm like, "It gets better." Yeah, it gets, it gets good. Um, yeah, oh, Christine Baranski, also ageless, like just ageless. Also, Saul Rubinick. This is we're introduced to Donnie. Yes. And, and, you know, Donnie looks like he's going to stick around. That you know, it's I it's I'm excited to see him again. He was a very welcome addition. Uh, you know, I would love to see more of Faye. Don't think that's happening. Mm, um, I. Yeah. Which is sad. I guess I'm going to start watching Crossing Jordan. Was that what she was? In? Judging Amy. <laughs> Judging Amy. Sorry. Okay. But on a please, name please basis get alone. get your verb and woman's name <laughs> title correct. Yes. Judging. Oh, God. Judging Amy. Judging Amy. Crossing Jordan is the one that Tara has watched. Okay. Oh, I, gosh. My parents and I watched Crossing Jordan for a very long time. That is Jill mm-hmm. Hennessy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to say about season six? 
just I'm very excited for the upcoming seasons. Um, it's got a lot to live up to. This is a good mm-hmm. one. I'm excited too. Um, I would say I think that the next two seasons are like. <gasps> That's just exciting to hear. Two seasons. Like, because, okay, again, this is season six, so it should be bad. By all accounts, we should be starting to get into the like. Yeah, or like the, the like show, really but... phoning it in season. Right. Yeah. But if you're telling me like I was like, okay, season seven could be a little bit of a drop and then we start dipping. But if you're telling me the next two seasons, oh. we're starting to get like into some good territory. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. No, the next two seasons. Because I'm just, when I was, when I think of episodes that really stick out for me, not necessarily as VIEs, but just ones that are very memorable. They're in, mm-hmm. and, and ones that are also important to the plot of Frasier. There, it's not just like ham radio, which I just love, you know, on its own. Um, there, I need it's, to give that one another try seasons. this Christmas. Um, ham radio is a Christmas episode, no, right? That's it's, where the, it's the, not. It's just a, it's, it's just a murder mystery. Yeah. It's because KCL's celebrating like their 50th anniversary, and so he yeah, wants to okay, do an okay. old timey murder mystery. For some reason that was an old timey Christmas thing, but okay, I'll, I need to give it another shot. Um, regardless, yes, I mean recommend. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the next two seasons, I mean, it's like we, we really start like cooking with gas. Um, Here we go. Yeah, yeah no, that's exciting to hear. That's why I gasped. I was like, I just shot two seasons. <laughs> I know you were. That's you were really excited about that. I mean, it's an eleven. You know, like I got to be honest. The fact that this one, like five, was a little hard. This one's starting to pick up, so that's good. I mean, eleven seasons is nothing to sneeze at. I started watching Star Trek: The Next Generation at the recommendation of some friends, which I'm really starting to enjoy. It's a great while you're working, like doing something else show. Oh, but it's. It's seven seasons, and I was like, oh, man, that's a lot. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I do a podcast for 11 seasons. <laughs> I don't know what, uh, many shows that do that. but uh, So, yeah, guys, uh, we will be back for season seven. Uh, if you want to talk to us about this season – uh, you know, you know how to, I was about to say, you know how to get a hold of us, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Uh, craniacs, a Frasier podcast on Facebook. Uh, search for that. We're available on Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts now, I believe. Um, check us out and give us a, a high review, the highest you possibly can. Uh, five stars, I think is the normal i don't does anybody do something other than five stars i don't actually on overcast i feel like there's not a rating system i feel like it's only well, itunes i this is probably inside baseball but i think overcast is more of an aggregate where yes. it's just grabbing podcasts yes. it doesn't have its own system but anyway just give us a five-star review just 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 give us a five-star review guys come on yeah if you're not gonna give us a five-star review uh laurel wants to tell you to go do something else i have a netflix recommendation for y'all it is a show a reality show kind of docu-style reality show called Deaf You. It is set at Gallaudet... Deaf? Deaf, D-E-A-F. Okay. It is set at Gallaudet University in Washington, D.C., and it follows, which is a school for deaf and hard of hearing students. Um, And it follows, you know, like a group, just maybe, I don't know, six or seven students um, throughout like one of their semesters. And um, not only is it rich with drama... Because college students, do you have to stand? <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Not only is it rich with drama, because college students just, I mean, they practically like consume drama as a meal. Um, you learn also a lot. They're very um, open about deaf culture and all these different nuances within deaf culture. And the different, the kind of the, almost like the caste system is the wrong word to use, but like the level, the social, the, the social yeah. like uh, ladder kind of, of deaf culture. Like if they have the elites, which are students who, uh, whose parents are also deaf or hard of hearing. And for some people, like generations of their family have been deaf or hard of hearing. So those are like the elites because they're very enmeshed in deaf culture where there's other students who maybe are one of the only people in their family that's deaf or hard of hearing. And they were more mainstreamed in their education. So they didn't go to a deaf school or anything. And so the elites look down on them and some it's just it is riveting and also if you need a break from your phone watch deaf you because some of the students talk but most of them sign and they put subtitles up so Mm. you have to actually watch the show um and if you live in washington dc or have ties to it like you and i do they're all over dc they're going to all these different places and um, i just love seeing like my old haunts I well, I also there was a time when I was at the like red line or something, and then like there was a bunch of them, a bunch of deaf students, mm-hmm. 
uh, they looked like uh, college age, mm-hmm. and there was a big group of them, so I assumed it was some sort of outing. Um, and it was just interesting. Like I had to try and be like, don't stare, but I was also I wasn't doing it from like a oh my god, I was doing it from a like, well, this is fascinating because yes. they're all just signing at each other so fast, and and they it's, also it's weird because it's it's very quiet, but you hear like. Like yes. hands kind of knocking together and you can also and, and a lot of them mouth while they say it. So you also hear their like mouths moving, but then no yeah. sound coming out. Um, but like there's a a brewery that they go to a lot in the episode is or in a series is called um, Red Bear, which I don't know if y'all lived there when Red Bear was open. I feel like it's fairly new. I don't know Red Bear. It's it's kind of close to the Noma um, Metro stop and right by the REI that opened up, like right next door to the REI that opened up um, in mm. DC. And um, Red Bear has they always have at least one or two bartenders that can sign. They're so close oh, to Ga- cool. Gaudet, and they have their menus have. Um, I want to say it's like a letter and a number next to it as well, so you can just order like C nine or whatever. Oh so, yeah, but that's easier than exactly than having yeah, to say yeah, yeah. like spelling something out because okay, they have like great. fifteen beers on draft, so it's like yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, it's just anyway they they go to Red Bear a lot, and so I'm always like oh, Red. I, I've seen the bartender that I remember the most from Red Bear, and I'm always like Red Bear, hi. <laughs> But That's highly cool. recommend it. It is riveting. Like there are times where I gasp. So hi, just highly <laughs> you gasp as if as if recently being told that two good seasons were coming. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much like that. <laughs> um, but like in one, they're also I don't know. The kids are also so much more self aware than I feel like you or I were at that age. Like one of them is like, I kind of end up dating guys that aren't very good for me, and I kind of wonder if I have daddy issues. And then she like talks I'm... a little bit about it. It's like. I'm also curious if this entire generation is much more self-aware than we wow. were at that age. Because I feel like there's a lot more introspection going on. There's a lot more avenues for them to explore feelings and thoughts and that sort of thing. Therapy is much more normal than it was when we were kids. And, yeah. and as I you know, venture into the last year of my 30s, I just look back at all the mistakes I'd made. No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry I... to veer into old man territory. Well, guys, uh, check out Deaf You. Uh, I I think I will be checking out Deaf You. It sounds really interesting. And I really and, uh, I can't tell you how nice it is to have a show that you have to put your phone away for and to just like watch the show. It's really nice. I might watch an episode after we finish this. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we will see you uh, soon for the beginning of season seven. But until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.